This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by SeedsHereNow.com. With Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Vault, and Easy Peasy Credit Card Checkout, you cannot go wrong with SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 719 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, Mike is going to join me. We're going to talk about our city, Pueblo. Before we do that part, let me do a few shout outs to a few of the great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to a longtime supporter, my buddy Gramps Memo. Let's send a thank you. Shout out to Kojax and Xavier. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Grant M and Dayron T. Let's send a thank you shout out to Paparoni and Blackbird76. Let's send a big thank you shout out to the Painted Lady. Let's send a big fist bump to Grow Man Stan and Brian P. I want to send a thank you to Mr. Mean Green and the Red Eyed Optimist. Then let's wrap it up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout out to my friend Stoner Dave. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. Now, with no further ado, I am super excited to welcome back to my show here in the studio at the table live on the brand new Mike Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome White Mike to the show. There are audience clapping noises in the background right now, brother. Welcome to the show, dude. Thanks, man. Dude, that was a big-ass intro for you, bro. Thank you for being here. Yeah, let's kill it. Thank you. It's good to be here. Dude, you're the first guest to appear on the show since live the upgrades. In since the uh, What happened, dude? Why did we wait for so long? I feel like something was going on. Were you busy? Was I busy? Both. There was something happening that we couldn't do a show. I don't remember what happened. But anyway, for some reason, we weren't allowed to hang out for a long time. And we are back, you guys. Uh, it's exciting to have Mike on the show. We got the two mics set up, two cameras set up. Uh, that almost sounded like a dirty joke waiting to happen. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Two Dudes Coughing. We haven't done this in a long time. I am excited. Uh, bro, I've been just rambling my face off. Before we get too far, would you like to tell people how they can find you on social media? Because I do know that you would like some more stalkers. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, you can find me at, at NemoPunk15. On Facebook, it's Pueblo for Sensible Cannabis Laws. And those are the easiest two places to find me on social media. There you go. Check Thank there. you, bro. Also, uh, I hope you wrote down a list. Do you have some I Patreon shout-outs to give for the kind folks? Patreon shout-outs. I'd like to thank a couple of supporters. Tree Star Meadows, thank you. Cool. Uh, the Groklahoman, love it. Thank you very much for the support. Thank you for the support for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Lemur Priest, Farmer Z, Juan Rios, thank you guys so much for supporting me. Those are some great folks. Thank you, guys. Thanks for supporting Mike on Patreon. Check him out. It's patreon.com forward slash white Mike. Yep. Uh, very familiar names there. So Nailed it. <clears throat> Uh, thank you to the people who support both of us. I recognize all of those names. And, dude, of course I'm going to send some of that. Sorry, we're touching knees. That was the awkwardest moment right. in the show. We're still uh, learning the studio. We're learning the setup here. But I've got we these long legs, bump. and we're both tall. But, yeah, we, we're going to knee bump instead of fist bump. I wasn't trying to Two hint you at anything. Two giants in one studio. Uh, where was I going with that? What the fuck was I saying? Oh, famous uh, common names. Common names. I said famous, but common names in there. I like that. Yep. Uh, that's really cool Irie to see. Army's 
real supportive. And we of love course, it. I'm going to send Mike a few bucks from my Patreon down his way because without Mike, the show wouldn't exist. He does a lot of, uh, when he's not on the show, he does give me a lot of uh, supportive emails. and Behind the scenes. Behind, I'm like, hey, Mike, I need guidance on this show. And he'll always answer me and help me out. So uh, even when he's not here, he's on the show. So thank you for the support, guys. Got to send Mike some. Also, Thanks to all of the patrons for these, uh, the new microphone, the mic that Mike is miking, that is mic'd up, miking, mic'd, mic'd on today. It's fantastic. It sounds really good in my headphones. Y'all can hear me for the first time in two years. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we try to get the Zooms right, but Zoom is, uh, Zoom likes to fight, dude. I try real hard to get it correct. It looks good on my screen, and then I put it out, and I'm like, what do we just do? But yeah, hopefully we sound as good in your headphones as we do in ours. Uh, and thank you to the patrons. You got Mike. The microphone, the cable, the stand, the little power supply. You got a lot of cool stuff for Mike to be on the show. Got me a new fancy mic stand here. Uh, so thank you to the patrons that made that happen. That is where the funding came from. Big respect. Shout out to the patrons. All right, Mike, this is the part of the show where I usually save space for chatter, some stuff that we could bullshit <laughs> about. We do have a lot of notes. If you don't have anything uh, to ramble about, we could jump into the main topic. But if you'd like to say anything, this is a good chance to open the show with some chatter. No major chatter right now. Just smashing through 2022 already. It's, what, it'll be almost the end of February? It's the end of February? This will come out one week toward the end of February. One week left in February when this comes out. Our birthdays are coming up. Spring is coming. Yep. Already, it's <laughs> first quarter is almost over. Time to start paying taxes and prep for prep the for the outdoor get, the season. Faster time goes, dude. We feel like and sound like a couple of old guys right now talking about the weather and the passing of time. Welcome to Two Guys Coughing. It is the yep. Grow From Your Heart podcast, everybody. When Mike joins me, it's Two Guys Coughing. A little bit of a ramble cast. Pretty solid topic, though. They like it when we ramble. Very right. specific and researched episode. We got notes. Mike's got a lot of notes. I do have an iPad full of notes. If I look distracted into the iPad, I'm not checking out uh, OnlyFans. This is a very impressive studio. If if you're looking at the video and you're like, what the fuck is Mike? Why does he look surprised? Because everything here is awesome. Well, thank you, brother. Every uh, time my eyes adjust to something new, I see some new cool piece. That iPad setup is beautiful, man. Well, thank you, bro. Thank you. It keeps I me, uh, right this is my focus. This is how I know. This is my steering wheel. This is the drive. This is driving right, right? here. Without this, I it can all it. go awry. And uh, this sounds so good. Thank you, bro. And uh, you adjusted the lights. I watched you adjust to the lights. I didn't press record till I saw you get comfy. So yeah, it's, it could be overwhelming. So I'm glad you're used to it already. Yeah, the lights are a little bit strong and I can't see myself being mm -hmm. recorded right now, which is a different experience on Zoom. That's half of my attention focus. Oh no, pay attention to the show you will be cool all right mike we're gonna re-wrangle you we're gonna regroup you i love the chatter uh, i only want to make this so long of a show and they know how we can get um you guys this is of course episode number 719 why did i want mike here for 719 we live in pueblo colorado mike's address is six five no i'm just kidding we're in pueblo colorado um 719 is our area code if you want to call mike or i the number is going to start in 719 actually mike you may have that Denver phone number yep, still. still. I'm a 719 number. number. Uh, most of our numbers around here are 719. So 719 is our area code. I felt it would be very appropriate to dedicate a podcast episode to our city, to our area code. None other to help me do that than our buddy, my one of my best friends on the planet, Mike. Mike has been integral in the cannabis evolution, revolution, legalization, uh, medical movement here. Also, Mike has been a big part of my development and growth as a cannabis uh, grower, what do you, whatever you want to call me. I, people call me a guru, a community leader, all those silly words that make me blush when you say them without Mike's contributions to the legal side, the moral side, the ethical side, and just his broship. I, I read genetics. The podcast wouldn't be here. So we had to have Mike on this show, uh, represent Thank our you, city. Oh yeah, for sure, bro. I don't know if I say that enough. Uh, we talked about it earlier. He's behind the scenes. 
the lawyers, the accountants, the fucking business guys, the, uh, they all live in the tiny houses made out of ticky tacky. They all look just the same and they never get no fucking credit, bro. So damn skippy. I'm up here on camera with the lights in my face all the time, getting all the love, but getting all the praise. It be, like, it's the, the compliment. We compliment each other in a way that makes all of this possible. Right. Like 10 years ago, like a spark got lit and like now we're here and it's awesome. Yeah. I, I will, I've had these dreadlocks for a long time. You guys, I'm showing the camera. These dreadlocks are, these will be 17 years old. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, these dreadlocks are 17 years old, bro. I was uncomfortable and unprepared to go speak at city council and say, legalize cannabis. I felt the stigma. I got the expected response. I knew they're going to be like, yeah, white guy with dreadlocks. Of course you want legal weed. Mike was the one with the balls, the heart, the education, uh, the presentation to go do that for our city, our community. Mike influenced, shaped. Uh, he he was a big part. Write, helped like write. Some of the actual rules and regs were <laughs> hammered out in meetings that I somehow got picked to sit in. The dispensaries and grows follow today. Home and, grow rules, dispensary rules, yeah. all of it got like we invented it here. So uh, Mike was coming to me and saying, "Hey, bro, this is the grow rule. They are uh, what's it proposing? They want to do this. How do you feel? What is the good and bad of that?" And I would yep. say, "Oh, that would ruin this because of this." Or a lot of times they would try to say that each plant's going to harvest seven pounds and take yep. thirty gallons of water a day, and you could pull seven of them a week. Yep. And Mike would say, "Give me the real numbers," and I would give him like square footage per light, how many grams I would expect, and he would take that to the people that were actually making the rules and say, "I know a grower. This is what he really does." And so Mike was, uh, I wasn't going to go there and say, "I grow weed. This is how it goes." Mike was the uh, the liaison. Is that the word? Uh, the representative, the if you will, uh, yep. for me and for our, for the industry here, for the community here. So that's why. Uh, dude, without Mike, this industry here wouldn't be what it is. And that's, I'm not just tooting his horn. Uh, he, you, he's bro. a pioneer. That's, he was here. Uh, it's good yeah. to hear because it was a lot of work. Yeah, and, <laughs> and to see where, where we are now because of that work is also dude, awesome. Like it was fun researching this show and looking at um, some of the numbers that where we started and where we are now is just, it's beautiful, man. We went from a small, we just, we are good examples. We, I don't like to, we're doing okay. That's the best way I can say it. We used to kind of not be as financially okay as we are today. We used to just straight not be okay. Like was, <laughs> in like, many ways. Like everybody else in what, 20, 2010, 2011, 2012, how many different economic crashes did we go through in that short order of time? Yeah. Yep. Um, the cars used to suck and break down all the time. Dude, I had that white van um, that the doors didn't lock. They'd yep. come open when you'd turn. It would run out of gas because the gas gauge didn't work. <laughs> all the, <laughs> you'd the have to walk sometimes. The the engine was just die and make me shit my pants. Yeah, oops, ran out of gas, dude. Why didn't um, you get gas? Oh, the gas gauge doesn't work. So, yeah, those that used to be how our life is. And now yeah, I know my like car will start. Else, we built it up slow, and a lot of that was we carved out a place for ourselves in, in the legal cannabis world. A big part we of it, bro. We create the legal cannabis world to carve ourselves a piece out of. Very, and we didn't fuck anybody over. Yep. That's we, a huge part of it. We took a couple of individual fuckings and a group fucking, <laughs> uh, but we didn't fuck anybody over. Probably. Yep. We still have the opportunity, but we're not going to. There's plenty yeah, of... Just, yeah, just, why do business that way? Yeah, that's part of why, why, why I think we got where we did, because we didn't fuck the people that needed it or that could have. Right. You know, we just took it in stride and laughed and walked away and told other people I wouldn't fuck with them because they, they they bent us over pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, Mike, let's focus in a little bit because uh, we did go from, we we were not doing financially well. Like I remember your house on 8th Street, dude. Oh yeah. It, uh, 
Yeah, there was a minute where we were living with in-laws and there were like five adults in this tiny little three-room spot for a minute while we got everybody back on their feet. And um, that was back before there was a legal cannabis market. Right. Um, That was back when I was walking to city council meetings because I didn't have a car because we were a one-car household and my wife had a better job, so she got the car. Um, and I walked cause it was, I wasn't getting paid. I was just going to city council because somebody needed to go to city council. Um, and I could, I, uh, I talk about it sometimes on Patreon and other places for a couple of different reasons. Uh, if you went and spoke about cannabis, uh, you had to have nothing to lose cause you were risking kind of everything doing it. And some of that started to change when I was going. I was risking a lot, but I wasn't risking like what Cheech and Chong were risking being them back then. And uh, after a while, it sort of like a little protective thing formed because all of the police knew me and they knew that I was active in city council and that if they came and, and tried to raid my house or something, that would make the paper and so that everything would have to be perfect. So they just never bothered to try. Um, and I never gave them a reason to try. I had to be very, very careful, but because I was careful and because everything worked the way it did, this whole city's different now. And that's sort of what the episode's about is where the city started and where it is now. Yeah, that's completely good segue, brother. Um, you like the segue? We're called to bring it in. You got it, dude. I was quiet and patient letting you do it. I knew it was coming. Uh, we're called Pueblo is called the steel city. Uh, we have a steel mill here. That's what forged our city a long time ago. We had the opportunity to either get uh, the university or the steel mill. And instead of a university, we chose a steel mill. And so uh, that is kind of the mentality that has been here for a long time. No offense to the people that Oops. forged our city. It exists because of you. But uh, it was very... It was like 60-some thousand jobs at one point. And by the time I moved to Pueblo, it was like 5,000. So just, I mean... The city was hurting bad in it was, 2010. It was dusty. It was dirty. It was broke. There was nowhere to eat. Uh, it's still a little yep. funky, but it's getting a lot better now. Uh, it used to be just all labor jobs. If you were our age, well, not our age now, but if you were in the mid twenties, 30, you were doing construction or fast food or crime. A lot of people legit straight up here were doing petty crimes, just enough to get away just to survive. And there's not enough law enforcement here to make that uh, dangerous. You could do that here and make a small living doing that. Don't come here and try to do that. But that's how you used to live here. Now, all those people that were living by petty crime, restaurants, struggling, unemployment, uh, just doing whatever kind of hustles, a lot of them got legit jobs in the cannabis industry. A lot of people were illegal growers, illegal dealers, illegal whatevers. Now they are actually in the legal industry, paying taxes with a badge, being contributing members to society, not having to hide, not being in fear. Uh, now that's one less person for law enforcement to look out for. So we've come a long way. We've got restaurants here, bro. Dude, watching the city transform has been fun. Isn't it? It uh, The whole place used to shut down at like 7.30 at night. It used to drive me batty because I'm from Denver. I grew up, grew up in Denver. I my, did my early 20s and mid-20s in Denver. And I, I like that you can get a variety of delicious food at 2 in the morning. And to move to Pueblo and have that not be an option sucked. Yeah. I'm um, from California, so I feel yeah, it. Where after 7.30 at night, it's jack-in-the-box or something you cook. That's just miserable. And slowly but surely, over the years, Pueblo's gotten like 5% better a year. <laughs> right. And it's it's a lot better now. We've got stuff I never thought I'd see here. 
but I'm I've got uh, special diet needs. I, it's my fault, you guys. I'm, I'm I try to eat. You guys don't care. But now there are restaurants I can eat at. Like a lot of times it'd be like you can get a burger. But now I'm vegetarian. I don't want to eat a burger. There are plenty of grilled cheese. Can you get yeah, exactly? There are plenty of marvelous, wonderful vegetarian restaurants around here where I can walk in and or not specifically vegetarian, but places that offer specifically vegetarian menus and items and meals. And it's got the V on it or the little vegetable next to it to let me know, hey, bro, you can eat this here. A few years ago, that wasn't an option. You could get nope. Mexican food or a burger and or a burger with green chili on it. That was also an option here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, even our mall is dying slower than the rest of them because uh, legal cannabis, our city council and our less so, um, but the county commissioners saw the opening that, that that would give economically, and they dove on it hard. And uh, we're still, I think it was fifth or sixth largest producing county in the state, um, tax revenue-wise. So Pueblo's doing really well right now because of this. And people do like to talk a lot of trash about us, but we are growing. We're expanding. We it's getting neat. We have a weird reputation. Well, there are, parts of, there are parts of town I will not wear my watch to. That is for damn sure. But there's parts of that part yeah, of town parts in of every, every town city. where you don't wear, yeah. the, wear the drip. Yeah, you, you take the watch off and you hide the sneakers and you just don't get out the fucking car. But that's there's that part in every city. It's just you got to be <laughs> careful where you go. Uh, but it's getting better and we're getting a lot more stores. Speaking of the drip, uh, there, there's a sneaker shop here now. And I was shocked when you were like, "This is a really good sneaker shop in Pueblo." I yeah, they like, sell there is like high end hoodies and high end sneakers and like fashion stuff, like luxury fashion items that are not super affordable for the average shopper. But since we've got a nice thriving economy here, a lot of the people that shop there honestly are in the cannabis industry. I recognize them. We see each other when we're there. It's like, "What's up, bro? You run that Run Grow?" Like we we all smell like dank when we go in there. Like, and that's because of this industry. We wouldn't have no drip to drip if we weren't working at the grows. Uh, it's uh the impact it had in Pueblo. We've got one of the higher unemployment rates in town, and this is sort of what Jeff was talking about. It it added jobs at exactly the right moment, and it added um, building investment and real estate investment at just the right moments, and really revitalized the whole county. I mean, it's not like a lot of winning. It, it didn't change everything overnight. Our streets aren't paved in gold. Most of them still are full of potholes. But little things got better, and it gets a little bit better every year because the whole industry gets a little bit bigger every year. So, like, the first year, we paved a couple of sidewalks near some middle schools and bought some golf carts for a, a golf course that a lot of senior citizens in this area use. So it was sort of like a senior citizen tax-funded thing. I wasn't real happy they were spending money on golf carts, but whatever. It's an old grudge. And then, you know, three years later, we're not doing sidewalks in front of schools. We're doing a gymnasium on a school. And then the $5,000 in scholarships becomes fifteen, and then twenty, and now it's at, like, Two million a year, I think. Two million yeah, in two scholarships. Two million a year in scholarships going into Pueblo County. Good job, That's, Pueblo County. Anybody can apply if they meet some really basic criteria. And uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like a ton of money per student, but like twenty five hundred dollars a year can be the difference between going and not going. Oh yeah, that could and, pay for your books, right? Yeah, it turns out that it is for a lot of people, especially because the universities down here in Pueblo don't charge what some of the major universities elsewhere do. But they, 
they give you a good education, and this lets a lot of kids locally go to college that might not otherwise. It's opportunity that wasn't there. So, yeah, that's great, man. That's great. That's good to know that we're putting that much money back into education here through cannabis. And that's just Pueblo County. That's from a local tax initiative. That's not some of the state taxes that we'll talk about a little bit later. That's just from a local county tax that they do. It all goes into one education fund. Um, someone we know from the cannabis industry that used to work at the retail level now works in that education fund. That's so like, great. It's, it just provided that employment stepping stone and that little bit of extra lifeblood that our city needed to get back on its feet. So many of our people here were unemployed and lost, and now they've all got really cool jobs because of this industry. So many. I've met so many cool people. That's the next thing on my list is the people, bro. The quality of the people has changed here in town. And it's more, uh, it's just a more enlightened, more open-minded, maybe a younger sort of a vibe. Um, when I moved here, the biggest issue that the city council was talking about was how do we get um, not senior citizens to move here? <laughs> because it was sort of a, a retirement community because we just didn't have a lot of jobs for your average, like, 20 to 50-year-old. We had a couple of call centers and a couple of other small-time, you know, 50-job, 100-job production facilities. And then the mill had, like, five or 6,000 employees. And that was sort of it. And little by little this industry slowly grew. Like we watched it back in the medical only days before the wreck wave of funding and money really hit all of the grow shops. First, there was two hydroponic shops in town and they both sucked. And then they both got a lot better because there was a lot more money going through them. Yep. And now there's like 15, <laughs> there's three or four on each side right. and they all suck. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but most of them are thriving because, Growing at home a couple of plants is something that a lot of people do, and they all need all the supplies for that. And um, yeah, just the different ways that legalization has impacted the city are kind of ridiculous. The longer you think about it, the more impacts you see. Right. Um, and then when the wreck wave hit, it was 50% of our construction funding for That's on my year. list. That's one of the things on my list um, is construction. I think it was 2013. It was like 52 million. Um, and I know these because in 2015, the anti-pop people tried to throw the industry out of town and I had a lot of other people do the data digging for me. And I just remember the numbers from then. But, uh, uh, we had 1300 employees back then. It's about 2,500 now. Um, there's 30 or 40 different businesses down here that employ thousands of people across the state. There's like 40,000 employees across the state, 40,000. Yep. All right. I can give you exact numbers. I wrote those down. So this is fun. Before the pandemic, we had 40,267 individuals licensed to work in legal cannabis. You have to have an employment badge. So we know exactly how many of those are active. Okay. And there were 1,686 businesses. Currently, uh, two years into it, we've got 41,783. Uh, so 1,500 more badged people and 1,887 businesses. So 200 businesses opened during the pandemic. All right. Like, Things weren't as bad as we might have thought. 
not for the cannabis industry. Yeah. It's I get I wouldn't call it recession proof, but it's recession proof just like all the other mild vice industries. When you're stuck at home and can't see people, what you smoke some sales weed and hang out on up. Zoom. Yeah. Sales have gone up every year. Colorado's had the industry. Not substantially, but they do. Um, if you're curious, it works out to about three hundred and fifty five bucks per person in the States. I started to do the math weed. and gave up. I was like, mm, I'm good. So uh, the way you can do the math um, is you just take the yearly sales and divide it by 575 or 5,759,000 people in Colorado. Um, I think I fucked this math up, actually. Somebody if out there rem- will correct you. If I the remember right, I might have done huh. the total tax haul divided by the people in the state would be $355 per person in the state so far after like seven years, which is a weird way. That's not a helpful number. Still <laughs> That's a fun why number you to don't have. get dabbed while you do your research, folks. Hey, you didn't have a lot of time to prepare, Mike, so I'm glad that you that you made it. Guys, shout out to Mike I for making some, it here. But there was some scrambling today. So I'm going to go fast because we're already, I wrote down here, Mike, if you see me making check marks, this is 30, 45, and 60. That's how many minutes we've been going just to politely let you know where we are. We're almost at this point. Um, So you've covered this. I just wanted to say uh, there are a lot of cool ancillary businesses that did open. Head shops, restaurants, sneaker shops, clothing places. The mall is staying alive, just like you said. The ripple effect is intense because, like, there's the, the grows, the transport people, the retail outlets. And then there's the hash makers or the processors, the edible companies. All of those people need packaging. All of those people need labeling. All of those people need light bulbs. <laughs> all of those people need plumbers and electricians and bankers yep. and lawyers. And Business executives. Yeah, all of those people need lunch. Um, you know, all of those people need tires on their cars. Dude, how about... So there's a small subdivision uh, west of us. Ironically, it's called Pueblo West. Out there in Pueblo West, there are there are a lot of grows and a several dispensaries out there. Uh, there was nothing to eat out there. There are a few. There's like a Thai restaurant and some other shit. <laughs> this is a Thai food place and a Wendy's. Yeah, he's, he's really right. Uh, unless you've got all day, then you can go to Sonic. But that who wants to do that? Shout out to not eating Sonic. Uh, eventually, a bunch of food trucks popped up out there. And it, from like 11 to about 2 o'clock, it looked like a food truck fair and they were banking money because you'd see the whole trim crew out there just lined up and they'd all be and they'd come back and hold their gut and be like, bro, that barbecue place is fired. Tomorrow we're going to the chicken wing place. And the next day we're having falafel. And like those barbecue trucks and uh, food trucks were killing it out there. So that was a whole other business just because of the business that was out there. It's it's been fun watching it grow. And when it started, there was that whole area was just empty warehouses. Yeah. And now it's all thriving businesses with 5, 10, 15 employees each. All those people need lunch. All the security guards. <laughs> the gas stations uh-huh. are busy. Try to go at lunch and get, like, something from the gas station. And you got to wait in line. All the trim crews out there. Yeah. The traffic yeah. out in that area is nuts. And it used to be empty because there were no jobs out there. So the only traffic was at night with people coming back into town. And now it's swamped all day because there's just a ton of people out there. Do you know the average age of the people working in the cannabis industry? No. Okay. I just wondered if you had that because um, I would assume it's mostly like 24 to like 35s. And then you're going to have a few, you know, there's going to be some some outliers, but then you're going to have like management and stuff is going to be like 40 to 50 year olds. This is sort of researchable information. The state of Colorado, one of the things we did right from the get-go was trying to collect data. 
And so you can go on the Colorado Department of Revenue website and just Google is your friend. Just ask Google questions you want to know. And it'll, it, it was real easy to find the number of people that have badges, the number of business licenses. You can look up who got fined last year. They make that real easy to find. You can look up taxes by <laughs> county. They've even got a real uh, a tab that makes graphs for you. And you can do pie charts or bar charts and look at taxes. Oh, that's too fun. That's why I know that Pueblo was like the sixth. I didn't have time to sit there and add up all the numbers. Because <laughs> uh, you asked me if I could figure out the percentage of marijuana grown in Colorado that comes from Pueblo. Yeah. And technically, I know how to do that. And I know where to get the info. But it's hours and hours and hours worth of work until I find a way to make it easier. And I'm sure smarter people already know that way. But with the data that's available to me, I would have had to go for to <laughs> January 1st, 2014, and just write down um, oh. how much Pueblo paid in taxes and hit plus and go forward a month at a time to the present day and then just do the math because the, the totals are there. But it's easy to find. Um, Somebody. Somebody get on it. Start <laughs> typing. I want to know uh, what f- percentage of the legal cannabis produced in Colorado is produced in Pueblo, if it's recreational or medical. So there's 100% of cannabis produced in Colorado. What percentage is made here in Pueblo, Can- uh, city or county, uh, recreational or medical? One the of my data counties, the number only way guys, they'll let you break it, it down Okay, because uh, it's broken down by county. And no one outside of Pueblo County understands that the city of Pueblo and the, the county of Pueblo are different entities. Yeah. Um, I tried to explain that to city government and they got kind of pissy about it. Um, but uh, this, you can figure it out by county. We're only 160,000 people down here. And the state of Colorado is 5.75 million. So 160,000 is not that many people. Our city's not that big. And we're, we're the fifth, fourth, fifth, or sixth. I think it's the fifth largest producer in the state. So. We're supplying all kinds of area around town, around the state that uh, either can't grow their own or can't grow enough of their own. Yeah, everybody says go down to Pueblo and get some herbs down there. That's what that's the whole commercial market knows. You're going to stop down here and get some pounds. For a while. If you're in the commercial market, you guys don't think you're just driving here to get pounds. That's not, that's not what I mean. <laughs> We might still be the only county in Pueblo where it's legal for a business to grow outdoors. Um, I know that was true for a while. I haven't been super on top of other counties' law changes for the last little bit. So somebody might have squeaked that one in there. But I think we're still the only county where that's legal in Colorado, which is sort of insane when you think about it. But the other counties are dumb, and Pueblo reaps the windfall. Um, Unfortunately for a while, uh, the anti-pop people and the powers that be have a moratorium on new businesses. So we're sort of capped at where we are right now. But um, for a long time, it was a boom here. And if you don't have legal pot in your area, by all means, use this podcast to help argue for legal pot in your area. Yeah, pay off a lot of the debts in your town, fix the roads, fund some schools, get some kids some scholarships. Uh, the moratorium here doesn't bother me. Um, there is plenty of cannabis available, plenty of cannabis businesses. It's it's fine. We don't need more. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Um, for now, it uh, when it goes legal nationally, it it'll hurt us. Right now, okay. it might be helping, but uh, the rest of the planet needs our herb. And uh, I love that. We need to expand enough to provide that. Grow enough for the whole planet. Um, yep. 
or just get everybody out there at home to grow their own. You guys exercise your legal rights. I can't tell you to break the law, but you're an adult. But if you are in a legal place where it is legal and safe for you to produce any amount of cannabis, grow your legal fucking limits. Grow that as much as you can. If they say you can have six plants, grow six Volkswagen buses. Uh, It's almost outdoor season. Grow them big. Grow them loud, proud. Grow them strong. If it's illegal where you are, uh, I legally can't tell you to break the law. I also can't tell you. Mike, Mike will. He's called White Mike for a reason, but. Here I am saying, Just don't do it. you're a fucking adult. Keep your mouth shut and do what the fuck you think is right. Also, have a lawyer on retainer. Um, Girlfriends and homies ruin, ruin, grows. We have definitely talked about that. Don't Be tell aware. anybody. Keep your mouth shut. Uh, the electrician doesn't need to see it. Don't tip the delivery driver or the Uber driver or the Grubhub dude with yeah, weed. Don't, pe- don't, don't pay don't people, tip people weed. with weed. Just, That's a yeah, they don't need to know where the, that you got weed. They, like They know you got it, but they don't need to know that you got enough to give to them. They're going to wonder where it came from. They're going to come back to your house. They may show up when you're not there. Um, that episode just took a turn. Um, <laughs> bro, we provide a lot of ganja here in the 719. We have worked with a lot of grow facilities and a lot of people here. What's fun, like when when I was working in grow facilities, I, I purposely never did the math in my head. But since I don't anymore, I went back and did the math in my head, and I just chuckle. Um Especially when I do the math and I pretend like it's the year 2000. <laughs> uh, when it was 400 an ounce was just the friend price. Yeah. Um, letting you know, letting you shop here was was the friend discount. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've made businesses multi. Rivers of money. M- yeah, yeah. Rivers, literally, of money. Rivers and rivers. And we got paid small streams of that. The analogy I used to get the city to finally allow businesses was I kept telling them there's a river of money flowing right around the city. Because the county was d- dove in with both fees when this started. And this, oh, yeah. There were a the couple. The city tiptoed in. Back in the day, I had to drive either 15 that way or 15 that way to get out of city limits to be able to go buy medical cannabis. And then um, we. Bro, we put one right in the middle of the right fucking in the heart city. Of downtown. Yeah. Big shout out to Tom and Karen for trusting us and having faith in us to run that business. Yep. Uh, one day, I told Tom, I forget the words that I used. I basically told him he didn't really know how to run a business. I think I said it more politely than that because I did respect you, him. You need help. And he reached across the counter and he gave me keys and he said, "Do, Do it, it then." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I've been talking shit and now it's time to shine. And guess what? Mike and I shone like some stars. So. Uh, big shout out to Tom and Karen. Sense, man. Yeah, dude, we've been we have we've been been a good team since then, bro. We've been going for uh, thirty seven minutes. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to this show? Because honestly, we've gone through most of the notes that I've got. There's no reason to backtrack on the things I've got here. Um, um just to, not to put a damper on it, but to put some perspective on it. Um, Colorado State's total budget is like thirty to forty billion a year. So far, to date, our total cannabis tax haul just broke $2 billion, which is a huge record. That's $2 billion worth of awesome stuff we couldn't have done before that we got to do now because of this. But it's like half a percent or 1% maybe of a, yearly, a state's yearly budget. So, like, it's not, it's really not a lotto ticket, but it's 100% a lifeline. And for our city, 100%, it saved us. Like, I can't even imagine what Pueblo would be like now if this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't be here. Um, it got us national press. It brought in uh, a lot of people moved here that were, like, in their 20s and 30s. Um, the boom for the construction industry was hit so hard back then. 
And the way that this really revitalized Pueblo has been awesome. And getting to see it all firsthand has been a lot of fun. Um, see it. Bro, you've shaped it. it. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I re- Those homegrown meetings were really, 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 really funny. Um, <laughs> so if you're still listening, fun story. Uh, this is the best part, you guys. This are, these are the gems. I'm in a I'm in a city meeting that I was I was randomly approached after a city council meeting to attend a meeting about a specific rule, and other people um, officially were invited. They didn't know how to make the rule and how to craft it, and so I show up to this meeting, and I'm early and excited because um, I'm being included finally, and I'm not kicking and screaming at a wall is what it felt like for a lot of the work. And we start talking, and the two people sitting next to me are narcotics detectives who are talking about shooting a video that I 100% appear in at least a couple of times. (laughs) And I just have the biggest smile on my face, and finally one of them goes, what? And I go, I used to go up and down those stairs a lot. And they just both didn't have any idea what to say to that they just kind of looked at each other and looked at me and looked back at each other and I just started laughing um and it was a lot of fun because at the end of that meeting they took my suggestion and my suggestion is still the rule for the city so yeah I win (laughs) story time with Mike and he won in the end so that's a good victory for Mike uh man those stairs I remember I know the stairs you're talking about that was a good time uh there was a lot of uh loading of plants uh, loading of product in and out. That was a good time, dude. Yep. I wonder what kind of footage they got. I'd like to see that footage. Yeah, the, the uh, there was apparently a camera watching the back stairs for the last several weeks. That is scary. Yep. That place is gone. Um, we paid them a lot of tax money, and then they <laughs> decided to come in and shut us down. Uh, Mike and I... That's how it goes, though. We had some friends that were founding a dispensary, and they didn't quite know what to do. They had, they had a really good idea. That's they the best way help. to say it. Yeah, they needed some young blood in there, and I was young and eager, and I went in there, and I was like, let's do this and this, and we got them going as a dispensary. I couldn't handle it, so I hired Mike in there, um, and then we took that place the fuck off, dude. A moment ago, you were talking about uh, people that came here for cannabis. Dude, I wanted to give a shout-out to... Uh, I'm not going to say names. You guys know who you are. Bro, we met and made so many friends that we would have never met. You and I, dude. There's so many Like, people. we met because of a dispensary. You're, we, yeah, because you're of a dispensary crazy in a fucker of a father-in-law. Shout out, you crazy fucker. Uh, right. He brought Mike in there to make friends with me, and we, we fucking hit it off, dude. We became great friends immediately. Uh, the, we've got plenty of friends, and we don't even need to run the gamut of friends because somebody will feel left out. But we made so many friends, guys, girls, different ages, sexes, genders, locations that are all here that we made friends with. Uh, through the cannabis industry. So I'm grateful for you guys. You know who you are. Even if we don't talk, if it's been a long time. If bro, you're we still made a here, lot if you've moved on, shout yeah. out. Thank yeah. you for being part of the journey. Yep, for sure. And yeah. hit me up if you miss me. Yeah, yeah same, dude. Yeah, even if uh, even if things got weird or whatever, um, shout out. It's fucking, Pandy is over. If you lived through it, I forgive you. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> if you lived through the pandemic, we ain't got no beef no more. Super fair. Yeah, no, we're, super we're, fair. We're survivors together, so let's do that. Um, bro, I'm through my notes. I'm rambling at this point. They like it when we ramble, but that, uh, they really like it when we ramble, but we're, we've, we're limited by our battery in, that's in, the, that uh, card time card. there. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure we could still go. Technology is the thing, y'all. Um, bro, great podcast. It's great having you back the on the studio. is f- amazing, well, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, we got four walls to three walls to choose from for backgrounds. Dude, I, f- 
all the way to this from your iPhone with a little headphone mic. <laughs> this is just amazing. Thank you, dude. It's it's come a long way. I'm glad that you're noticing Episode it. Episode seven one nine in the can. This was beautiful. Yeah, seven one nine. Mike will be back, you guys. Now that he knows that there's a mic over there waiting for him, we know. I know. I know that we can record group shows. Uh, Mike will be back. This is so much better than Zoom. I'm frustrated recording Zoom shows. The whole like, Zoom's hey, bro, what are we gonna say? Oh, it's my turn to talk. Uh, Go ahead, buddy. Hear you again, oh wait, bro. what? You're yep. you're muted. No, this is so pleasant. <laughs> and I, I if you if I sound half as good in your headphones as I do in mine, oh the listeners no more. You can finally hear me again. I'm so happy about this. Don't jinx us, buddy. I've worked so hard to be audible. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that like once again, Zoom has uh, bent us yeah, over. Zoom occasionally. from the cave does not work very well. You're invited back, bro. Anytime that you can get off the leash. Anytime you can. Uh, I asked him, I asked Mike if it was morally wrong or legally wrong to kennel the children, and he didn't seem to find that appropriate, you guys. So Mike's a good <laughs> it's person. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might be a it, piece uh, of shit. Mike's a good person. Every day they get older, getting away from them gets a little easier. If you've got kids, you understand that sentiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, for a minute, it was tough for a couple of different reasons. Um, part of it is just the routine doesn't let up. And finding gaps is is getting easier right now. So hopefully there's a lot more of these. This studio is too awesome to stay away. I'm really blown away, bro. This is awesome. Keep saying studio, bro. Well they'll, they'll forget done. that it's my dining room. So I appreciate it. Thank it's you. It's a studio. You haven't <laughs> eaten food here in three years. No, that's years. very it's true. A studio. It's very true. This, this, yeah, there's no food allowed it, at this it table. It used to be a kitchenette. Yep. This is where we uh, used to eat dinner here. But thank you, bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, Man, I had something else I was going to ramble. It must not have been too important. It's about the kids coming over. Um, Come over, bro. Come hang out, dude. I don't even remember. Um, rambles. Sure, we might edit that part out, guys. I totally forgot what I was going to say. I had something cool to say at the end of Patreon. His... I restore. There you go. Check out the. Uh, so it sounds Discord. like Mike is ready to wrap it up. Uh, dude, really, thank you for coming. Uh, you're welcome anytime. This uh, was awesome. Come hang out. I forgot what I was going to fucking say. If, if you enjoyed this, say, say so on social media. That will encourage me to come back sooner. There you go. Invite him back, you guys. Um, Positive reinforce that shit. And it's time to wrap up the show. It sounds like we're running out of shit to say. We're just stretching this one out. You guys, 719 Pueblo in the house. Um, come hang out in Pueblo. Um, yeah, it'll be a good time. I promise. Um, that is all we've got for you, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, Pueblonians. Is that the word? Pueblonians, Coloradans. I don't want to say what I say. Okay. Um, <laughs> dmm for that info um that is all we've got you guys uh if you have any questions corrections comments concerns positive feedback constructive criticism you know i'd love to hear from you my email address of course is grow from your heart at hotmail.com don't be shy you can contact mike on twitter he is nemo punk 15 also check him out at pueblo for sensible cannabis laws also support mike on patreon at patreon.com forward slash uh, white mike i almost said my patreon on accident i am programmed like a robot dude thanks for hanging out Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You guys, thanks for fucking listening. Awkward silence for just a half a moment because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Mike and I are going to go take dabs and catch up because he's off the leash. We're going to have some fun. You know, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my friend Terp Goonie. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me. <laughs>